George Romero's dead. And nobody should ever make a zombie movie ever again. That's it. That's a that's a Stop fair it. law. Pack it up. That's the that the genre's over. Yep. I don't want to see it's anybody dead. else make anything. Nobody should. Uh, every, we all should have stopped making movies about science gone amok after Mary Shelley died too. That's a uh, that's a yep. thing. Yep. <laughs> yeah. yep. No, nobody should ever make anything about that. Nope. Yeah, that's how they, that works. Let's just stop with the whole this whole genre. film concept. Yes, let's stop making movies altogether. Let's stop telling stories, and that's just uh, let's just talk about real life. Everybody, um, stop everything right now. <laughs> I am so good at crimes. Uh, hi, welcome to another off-topic week of Fantasy Zone. I'm Connor McGraw. And I'm Marlon Harrow. I'm Hunter Davenport, and I'm glad zombie movies are dead. Shut up. <laughs> well, I mean, but dead for da, now. Da, da, da. I'm glad yeah. they're dead. Are they dead? I mean, are they undead? No, no. <laughs> we do need a break from them. Please stop Except this. Except for Korean no, zombie movies. Now introduce yourself. I did introduce myself by... Singing the off, off uh, singing the on the spot theme. Oh. Yeah, but there might be that one person who doesn't know who you are still. So uh, we gotta. My we name's gotta play Alan Moore. Alan, not Alan Moore. <laughs> Alan Moore. Oh God, see. Alan Moore. Well, Why are you so grumpy, Alan Moore? <laughs> you see, Alan travels back in time and Why? becomes Alan Moore. Why did you turn Harry Potter um, into the magic version of a school shooter? <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> My name is the- Alan Moore. And but da 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 da. That's his name. Okay. Okay. On the spot, if you, okay. people do not know, I don't. Uh, yeah, I just yeah, I think John Reisinger. I guess in later league books, Harry Potter is a villain, but not just a villain. Like he apparently committed some kind of massacre at Hogwarts, and is yeah, like he's kind of a dick. Literally a panel where someone compares it to a school shooting. Yeah, Harry Potter is kind of a dick. Like when he, Alan Moore wants to bury the lead, as far as being like weird and terrible, I guess he really knows how to. Yeah, I mean, terrible. Here's the thing: he wouldn't be the last person to have that take that Harry's actually a potential school shooter, and that his actions are so reckless and like kind of dumb that he might end up being one. So it's not that far off, because a lot of other people have come to the same conclusion. I don't know. Maybe I'm hmm. I'm Team Devil anyway. I'm Team Toby Kebble. Well, I mean, we all should, because uh, Kobo was right, um, as we all know. Um, I still haven't seen Dawn yeah. yet. Wait, you haven't seen Dawn? I saw, oh, I saw, I've only seen what Rise. Dawn is so what the good. What the fuck is wrong with you? Seriously. Here's the thing. The new Plan of the Ace movies have no right to be as good as they are. No, they shouldn't be. Fucking they should the be... Already with Tim Burton, and he was disastrous. And then someone came along and right. was like, "Yeah, let's take this fucking super duper ultra seriously and see what happens." Yeah, and that's let's go back to the way it started. That's it's like treated the way Rod Serling treated it. Sad, bleak. Like, look at like this this the scales tipping between intelligence apes and humans. Because I think most people would just assume like, "Oh yeah, the apes just fucking revolted and uh, you know they won." Which I have friends right. who are like, there's no way. Um, I'm like, yeah, but it would if half of humanity was wiped out by a fucking bug. Yeah. <laughs> and it, and I actually have something to say. Movie uh, is just to say secondhand that I heard on the RT podcast from uh, RTX. Uh, Bernie Burns. Uh-huh. 
who's the chief creative director? Am I right, Hunter? Right. Uh, yes, I think so. He, uh, they showed War for the Planet of the Apes last week at RTX. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, they had a they had they had a screening because RTX was on the exact day it came out. So and mm. Andy Serkis gave a keynote did did a keynote speech. Oh man, Andy Serkis is so cool. Shit. Andy Serkis is probably one of the most underappreciated guys working in Hollywood. So yeah, he is. At least by by the movie industry itself, like people acknowledge just how good Circus is, but I, there's this push for like motion capture Oscars, it's never gonna happen. So there's still a nope. push for it, thank God. Well, he's, yeah, he said, I'm forgetting, I'm blanking on the second guy's name that was there with Andy, uh, with Andy Circus. He was one, he was mm. like the head uh, effects guy, and he said right. that that's, they're no longer calling it motion capture; they're calling they're calling it performance capture capture that's what that's what it is yeah, yeah because they're instead of trying to go for like movement and stuff they're trying to go for like for, for their like performances yeah right it's, yeah the, that technology captures uh like facial eccentricities and um like intricate details better than motion capture does and bernie asked mm-hmm. andy sargas and this shows how how Andy Serkis is when it comes to roles or performance capture roles or acting he said Bernie asked him if the director Matt Reeves said okay we're going we're doing something different we're going to go full we're going back to practical how would how would you do? Bernie asked him, "Would you do anything? How would you approach it?" And Circus simply said, "He would not change a single thing. He'd act the act the complete way, or act yeah. the way he did in the previous films." We're at a crucial tipping point where performance capture could be as authentic as someone in a costume. Yeah. Yeah. Because the clips it, I saw, I haven't seen War yet, but I saw some extended clips and some trailers. And the one thing I did notice is, like, the look, the, the actual apes on screen are practically indistinguishable from things that are on screen that are real. Yeah, it they're looks very... better. They're, it looks more real than Tarkin in fucking Rogue One. Well, uh, well I mean... And Tarkin, Tarkin is so lifelike, it scares the shit out of me. No, no, there's yeah. some real Uncanny Valley shit going on with Tarkin. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean... And we've already discussed this. Tarkin, half the time he looks great. The other half of the time he looks like a monster from the great film Life Force, 1985. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, my friend uh, George, who is now comes up on every show we do, um, when he watched it, he said it was really, really fascinating. Uh, he's like, and then he spoke. He's like, and it broke the immersion for me. He's like, because I'm not just looking at a man who's been dead for 30 years. He's like, I am now hearing what sounds just like a man who's been dead for 30 years. Yeah. Also, the lighting changes and that that suddenly affects everything completely. Yeah, it, it, well, because, like that the the lifelikeness breaks your immersion. You're like, holy fuck. Yeah. And then it comes full circle at the end when you see when you see a plastic face Princess Leia. 
Yeah, I, I, that, I, that's I still enough. like the uh, red letter media. What they're Mike just saying with uh, like a bad lip, bad dubbing. It where is he's moving, kind of he's bad moving his lips for more than he mm. should, and just hope. Just just hope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh boy. Uh, actually, there was speaking of Star Wars. There was a sizzle reel that came out. The behind the scenes stuff. Yeah, I saw that. And yeah. oh my god. Um, I was waiting for this to happen because it happened with Rogue One, it happened in Episode Seven, but uh, I, this did more for me than the initial trailer did. Hmm. That's yeah. interesting. Yeah, because the trailer was so fucking vague, but this gave me lots of things to actually chew on. Uh, I guess that's. Yeah, I, I prefer my trailers vague. I guess, like I, I prefer them to tell me nothing and just let me piece things together. I guess. Yeah, but well, this is all behind the scenes stuff. So it was, the, you know, a lot of the contact has been sucked out of it, so you can't exactly piece together what's happening. Yeah. Um, still, I haven't I actually mean, watched it myself. I've just seen bits and pieces of it. Um, oh, it's beautiful. Posted all over the internet, and it all it uh, it all looks gorgeous. So, and that helps. There's a um, stunning display of like um, color that I feel mm. like we haven't seen since the prequels, which is probably the only cool thing I like about them is how colorful they are. Um, yeah, I, I think that's like, if I had to look back on Rogue One, that's my biggest problem with it, is it's very monochrome. Yes. Um, and it, like, I remember watching, uh, <laughs> watching, or being in the movie, watching trailers for Interstellar, and thinking, the, or not Interstellar, um, Dunkirk, uh, and thinking that the movie was starting, because they just look so similar. Um, it's just that weird, like, Nolan-y darkness that is kind of everywhere now in most movies, and I didn't... I don't think it worked as well in Rogue One. I think that they could have been a little bit more colorful. But, uh, yeah. I don't mind it in Rogue One, because I guess in Rogue One it works because it's a bleak war movie. Yeah, that's that's the only way that it really makes sense. Um, I thought... I did think uh, Force Awakens looked colorful. I just, it's just, I just need to I've, get something uh, off my chest. What? I have to say something to someone, a member of the audience. Okay. Andrew, you are wrong. Well, he's wrong about a lot of things, so you gotta be specific. <laughs> you gotta, yeah, you gotta be specific. <laughs> he said Daenerys uh, isn't very good at her job, and I'm like, no. And I said, and I want to say, mean, no, she's great at her job. She's a fucking marvel. I mean, we oh. might as well talk about it. Uh, no, no, I, I, Game I, Thrones I, I, tonight. I saw bits and pieces. Uh, I oh, okay. Well, well, guys, um, it's it's good. It's um, I completely I forgot the, it was on tonight. Yeah, it's it's good. It's um, but it's like the calm before the storm episode. So if anybody wants to wait till next week, and like double double do it, like just like sit down and watch two hours at once. Uh, I wouldn't blame you for that because it is like, okay, let's set the pieces in place. Let's let's move all the pawns and all the uh, knights, and let's get it all ready for the big shit to go down. Because it does feel like table setting. Um, it's very good table setting, but it's table setting. That's why I anticipated. I, I figured at this point in the series, it's all going to be about uh, placing different people and parties in different positions for this all to finally converge in one spot. Uh, and then everyone will turn around and go, oh, what are those ice zombies doing here? Yeah. 
Which is what I've been waiting oh. for for seven fucking seasons. <laughs> the only show that moves slower is Walking Dead. I mean... It's fine, though. Great. Game of Thrones is great. It has all the stuff it does in between is fantastic. I mean, yeah, also, Game of Thrones kind of does zombies better, I think. Um, yes, that's it just does. Me. Hard Home <laughs> is better than any Walking Dead episode. What about the like, pilot? Uh, the pilot yeah. is like a, almost a separate thing now at this point. The pilot can almost be viewed as a movie. Yeah, oh, I Speaking of that, uh, did you guys hear, hear, get, hear that thing about what Frank Darabont said to that email that he sent to all the his coworkers? No. Uh, like right before he got canned? Or yeah. Frank like Darabont that. is the master of, of fucking uh, burning bridges. Yeah. He's like, fuck uh, you I all. Think, I don't think he burned this bridge, though, because, like... No, it was AMC. AMC fucked him. They fucked the cast, too. It's true. They fucked everybody in that show, because I, I just found out that that's, like... That is the only show that AMC straight up owns. Well, it was the time of its inception, anyway. Um... Because Breaking Bad and blah, 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 Mad Men were made in association with Lionsgate. So this one they had total control over. And mm-hmm. boy, did they act like it for season two. Which is weird. They're like, hey, we're going to cut the budget. I'm like, what about that fucking big-ass tax break y'all just got for filming in Georgia? That, uh, that, I don't know if you know this, but that money goes right, right to the pocket. Well, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right in there. Right up <laughs> in the pocket. The front pocket. Put it right there. It just goes yeah. right in there, and and this some of it goes under the bed also. Uh, someone, someone uh, and it just stays like, there. In the air and lands in executive's front pocket like a feather. <laughs> um, but we all uh, we did briefly mention that George Romero died, and I think that deserves a bit of a discussion because that man forever changed my world when I saw Night of Living Dead on VHS. Yeah, when I was a child. I also just couldn't imagine him dying anytime soon. I didn't know he was I. I thought he was old. Um, he's like 90. He's what? 77. I mean, um, I he's, thought he he's got that whole thing where that. your face droops like an inch. Well, he, um, also, he started to age like a mummy. Yeah. Yeah. Like, when I looked at young pictures of him, I didn't I didn't he, recognize him. Because I was like, that's George? Like, yeah, well, he looks like the uh, Earth 2 version of George Lucas when he's younger. Yeah, he does. Got the big fucking black hair yeah. and the big gray beard. Um, I'm just I'm upset because now without George Romero, uh, who is going to sink into a chair as far as he possibly can and whip around a cigarette during interviews while talking about how he never intended to make a political film? I mean, Carpenter. Did he finish? <laughs> wait, wait. <laughs> Carpenter's been doing that for thirty years, though. <laughs> there's there's a imagery I associate with Romero, and if I can if I Google image something, I'll point it out to railway. He's always like it looks like someone walked up and just like pushed him into a seat as hard as they could. He's, it looks like his body is just sunk all the way in, and then he's always got one hand out with a cigarette lit, just whipping it everywhere like, I never intended to make a political film. What's, yeah, what's Car- the status of his, stole that the one him. he was working on, though? I don't know, honestly. Like, was it called I mean, Race of the Dead? Because it, was, it was a car film. Like, it was a racing film with und- using zombies as drivers. Oh, it made, that, made no uh, sense. Bless that man, but I mean, his later his 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 later movies are some shit. I kind of yeah, like that one that was all um, what is it? Uh, found footage. That one was um, diary. Was good. Yeah, I didn't see that not, one. Not good. I, I kind of tapped out at land, so I was like, all right, this series is it's over. Um, the other one I saw yeah. that was like post Night Living Dead was um, uh, Bruiser. 
Huh. Which, yeah, it's weird. It's like some guy, it's actually, it's, uh, uh, damn it, what's his face? From the, the fucking Jekyll and Hyde from League. Oh, shit. Um, um, yeah, what's the name? Yeah, that's yeah he's in it, and it's basically this guy who's like, I don't know, he's, he's picked on and tormented and bullied the whole time, and like, the more it happens, like, the more he develops this, like, murderous alter ego. It's weird. Mm. I, it took me a while to realize, like, I was watching, I looked, I picked the box, I was like, George Romero made this? Yeah, he made a lot of weird stuff. Yeah, like, I didn't did. know Monkey Shines was his. Um, Monkey Shines is great, I think. <laughs> but... He also made the crazies. But crazies is awesome. I quite yeah. Really, I did not like that remake they did. That was really unnecessary. I, but, uh, well, you can argue that for any remake, I, but the remake is good because they switch perspectives. I think, really good I think the original crazies is more about the government perspective and how they're fucking handling it so badly. Um, mm. And then the remake is all from the perspective of civilians. So I think that, it's, it's that it, the remake didn't do well financially, right? I don't think so. I mean, because I can't, most they, remakes don't. Because they they were they set up the they they honestly God set up a sequel. Yeah, it's most of them did. Yeah, like I can't think of a single remake that did amazingly well, like a full on remake that was like, oh, that's that's an amazing great movie movie and then they made a sequel to it they don't really happen uh in the modern day reboots do very well but like they keep on making texas chainsaw movies because those movies Uh, make their money back god i can't believe we're going down this road again after the last fucking movie well yeah Uh, last movie is horrendous even for texas chainsaw uh chainsaw massacre standards chainsaw I like Chainsaw, that. Chainsaw, Texas Chainsaw, Um Like, I heard about the plot of the last one, and that it's about the woman from the first movie, like, years later or whatever, like, in the modern day. She's supposed to be the same character. And it's like this 20-year-old actress or whatever playing the same exact character, and it's Leatherface coming after her. Oh, in the they, last... they, they fucked oh. the timeline of those movies so bad in the last film. Um... And then, I, just, like, having people, like, having someone dress up as Leatherface, um, just to replicate that look in the original was jarring. Uh, that, and it's, it was 3D, so all the colors are, are, are bumped up to right. make up the fact they're wearing 3D glasses. Uh, that, and it, it had the Saw 7 uh, effect, where I'm like, this is so cheap and so lazy, um, I, I hated it. And I love Saw, and Saw 7 angers me to, to no end when I watch it. The blood is, like, pink, and all the settings are fucking lit up, and there's all these, like, really terrible actors who were obviously cast on a budget. Cautious Mandalore is no, you know, fucking Orson Welles, but... Right. <laughs> the bar is not set very high. <laughs> My favorite thing he ever he does, though, in Saw 7 is when uh, Gordon locks him in the fucking the bathroom at the end, and he just looks up and just goes, What the fuck? <laughs> So good. You can't fucking do this to me. No. We're getting another Saw movie this year. No, oh, we're, yeah. getting, we're getting Jigsaw. Uh, fuck. Why? Jigsaw, not because Saw. the world is cruel. And apparently, the apparently part of the thirteenth is actually happening. Which, thank God. I just. I will why? believe it when there's a trailer because that sounds like a mess. Yeah. <sighs> it's, it wasn't this also thing that was. I think I remember talking. Matt st- talked about in Pixels. Yeah, it's their rights were tied up in this weird litigation 
where the original writer from the original script for Friday the 13th 1 like, popped up out of nowhere and all of a sudden laid ownership to the entire series. Like, he claimed, he's like, he's like, oh yeah, this is all mine. Yeah, and he wanted to make it only exclusive to Britain or something? Yeah. America would lose, America would lose the rights to Jason, um, and a few other, like, series staples, and I think we'd be just left with the name. Right. Which means that he's stuck making a movie about the mom. <laughs> over yeah, and over exactly. again. Yeah. <laughs> Which, I mean... Here's the thing, I would watch a movie about the mom over and over again, but I don't think most people would, because... If you want to do a movie about Pamela Voorhees, you do it leading up to the day at Friday 13th, Part 1. Right. Show me why Pamela Voorhees is so fucked up. Yeah. What? Fuck it. Put in Jason's dad. Put him on screen, finally. Put in Elias Voorhees. Yeah, why not? Why not? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a take that I would actually be interested in. Like, I don't want to know... Oh, dude, that's an actual thing. His dad is part of the canon, but he's never been on screen before. Really? So, yes. go, going back huh. to um, George Romero, he re- he did a comic series for uh, Marvel. Right. Empire of the Dead. That sounds right. And that actually had... It was a big reveal in, at the time about... When did this come out? Came out about three years ago. Mm. They brought back Barbara. Wow, that's interesting. I know the '90s remakes. Uh, Barbara survives. Well, no. This, yeah, because that's the set, one thing nobody would see coming. Yeah. This is set in his in the uh, Night of Living Dead original universe. What? Mm. I mean. Okay, I guess that's a thing that it's... could happen. And it takes place in Manhattan. Weird. Hmm. Romero actually. What's... This is going to probably upset oh, everyone. Oh, uh, I think I think I know why it, uh, you guys haven't ne- haven't heard of it or probably won't like it. What? There are zombie gladiators. Nope, I'm done. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm good. I'm, I'm good. Out. good. Uh, there's a certain point where it becomes ridiculous, where it's yeah. like, eh, you're, you're crossing into Resident Evil, the later sequels territory. Oh, I'm going to get that in a second, uh, because Romero actually almost was involved in that. I mean, uh, he's... There are, they introduced vampires into the, the dead universe. Yeah, I'm double done. <laughs> yeah, that's, um, again, that's, that's that. Italian horror movie bullshit that we but don't need. Here's the thing that I'm, I'm surprised that, about. They got one of the best. Well, I don't like his art, except for that Punisher teaser. They got Alex Alex Maleev to work to to write or to to draw the uh, five issues. I do remember hearing about this book. I wasn't sure what it was exactly. Um, Yeah, that's interesting. There's a lot of uh, things to talk about, though. You, you, brought Romero, up, though. You, you brought up Resident Evil, and I'm going to say this right now. He pitched a Resident Evil film to... I, don't, I can't remember who. Capcom. Uh, yeah. And it was... Uh, what's it called? It says, Unlike the version that Paul Davis Anderson eventually wrote and directed in 2002, Romero's script was faithful to the game's plot and featured a menagerie of bizarre creatures. Uh, the fidelity of the source material was unexpected, considering that Romero never actually played the game itself. 
Alan, you don't like a watercolors? Is that what you don't like? I'm very confused. I just yeah. What is this? I, it's just I have pro I can't. I just don't like the way his art, his style is. What? So you 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 don't like watercolor? That's what that means. <laughs> That's all that means. All I'm seeing here is watercolors, and you just don't like the look of watercolors? Because this is this is beautiful shit right here that I'm looking at. Um, yeah, like. What the fuck was that Wolverine art someone posted in Phantom Zone that I just like, oh. spent an entire day laughing at? I am not sure, but it was pretty funny. It is hysterical. Is it, like I, I was like, that the show where his head is all weird? His, and his, his head like, is weird. His claws like they're like hit. His head looks like a fucking oval. Um, yeah, and there's this weird fucking weird. Doomsday man bat thing in the background. Um, I mean, he always looks weird. Wolverine's teeth are like huge. He looks um, like a rabbit. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> They hired a. They, they hired you know a very. Like? Uh, you know what he looks like? He looks like the Max. Yeah, kind of. Wait, from the Max. You know, you know what the Max is? I don't think I do. Image Comics, the Max, one of my favorite oh, cool. Image Comic characters. Hang on. Oh no, we're talking about Image again. Let me Google um, this. Sure, uh, it's a monstrosity. Since we're on Romero, um, we should uh, blame Romero for everything Rob Zombie has ever done. Um, cause hey, I like Rob Zombie. I have no problem with Rob Zombie, and I actually am a defender of his first Halloween film, Dodges. Um, I think yeah. Um, no, I like Halloween one, and Hunter. This character looks like someone just took Wolverine and the Hulk and smashed them together. Yeah. Well, oh wait, Marvel just did that. Weapon um, Shut up. Uh, <laughs> um, can I talk, Rob Zombie. Can I just name drop another artist set on who's art I don't like. No, no, okay, no. <laughs> I'm gonna cut you off here. No, please. Um, I no, because I'm not I gonna have... let you hate on people who are good. No, no, it's not. <laughs> I'm not. I don't hate the person. I love the person. Okay. I just. Okay. I just can't connect to their art. Okay. Riley Rosmo. Uh, I'll have to look that up. I don't know artists as well as Alan does. She did. Yeah, clearly. She did. Uh, Constantine. The Hellblazer. Okay. Recently, I don't know that her. I love her Hellraiser stuff like a lot. I don't. Alan, you have problems, but I'm sorry. I'm more okay. of Mikel, but Shannon man. Rob Zombie. I know what you're talking about. That's just because it's the more traditional. That's what I prefer. <laughs> okay. But you can look at the art objectively, Alan, and still like it for what it is, not for the design. The design is separate from the actual look of the art. I don't like the yellow outline on the Batman symbol. I can still appreciate the artist who is drawing it. Does yeah, that make Greg, sense? Because that was Greg Capullo. Right. I still I hate that, that design. I like that art. So there's a difference between disliking the design an artist chose and disliking the art itself. Um, I think that's where we're getting mixed up here because both artists that you've had me look up here are pretty damn great. Um, just from a Google search, so I don't I was know. Like, you know, I um, hate that fucking Picasso shithead. God, he's terrible. Right. Nothing, nothing symmetrical. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, Although, if you. Uh, oh yeah, Rob Zombie. Uh, um, Rob Zombie. Yeah. Rob Zombie. Yeah. yeah I, it's like half again. his half his film kind of not even half. 
honestly. I'm not mm. sure what percentage at this point because Halloween's good. Um, yeah. Kind of falls apart like in the it. last half because you're like, oh, we're just in Halloween 1 shot-for-shot conf- shot remake territory now. Okay. Um, I think Halloween 2 is yeah. fucking dreadful. Um, yeah, I couldn't even... House of a Thousand Corpses is terrible. Um, it's yeah. completely derivative of Texas Chainsaw and it, it like it's full of bad Rob Zombie music. Um, however, Devil's Rejects is wonderful. Yeah, I I read I love that movie. Devil's Rejects yeah. is fantastic. I've not seen Salem's. What I heard that one is actually really good. I, um, that was good. I saw Thirty One and I was entertained by Thirty One. It was super trashy, but fucking. I'm just I'm waiting for Werewolf Women of the SS. Um, <laughs> give me that movie because um, I I watched Grindhouse recently and I was like. How did how did Hobo with a Shotgun get made? <laughs> we got fucking machete for that, too. <laughs> but Werewolf Women or the SS is nowhere. There's plans for it. I mean, right now might not be the best time to do it, but still, do it, please. Um, I want to see Nazi werewolves get their heads blown off. I'm in. <laughs> I don't know. I can't believe we got, we got two movies out of the fake trailers from Grindhouse. Right? Yeah. And they're, uh, objectively, they're the least interesting ones to get. Like, uh, I've, I've, got watched... a, I've got a question. Of... Shetty. Yeah. About what? I've got a question about Devil's Rejects. Yes. Hmm. Is that the one with Ken Forey? Uh, who is he again? He played the dad in uh, Keenan and Kel. Um... I don't know. What was his, what's okay. his name? Ken Forey. Two E's. Wait, I think I know who this is. Oh, fuck, dude, this guy's been everywhere. Yeah, he's been in a lot yes, of Rob he's, he's, he's a horror uh, staple. Like He's been around for God knows how long. He's been in, in fucking everything. He was in the original Day of the Dead. Not Day, uh, Dawn of the Dead. Yeah, I mean, and he, he connects back to what we're talking about. Uh, yeah, he's in Dawn of the Dead. Both Dawn of the Deads, actually. Um, is he really? In None of the Dead 2004, he's the preacher on TV. Yeah. He's <gasps> like, the dead will rise. Oh, crap, it is. And yeah. uh, who is it that was... I always forget his name, too. But you show me his face, I'm like, I know who the fuck that is. Same yeah. with... Uh... And he's in uh, Halloween. He's he's the guy in the bathroom who's like... Yeah. Uh, I, I, you ain't coming in here or whatever. Something like that. Yeah. Uh, who is the guy... That played the biker in Dawn of the Dead. The the lead biker. Dawn of the Dead. No, not not the, the old one. The original. Oh, the... Tom Sweeney. Jeffrey Dean Stanton. God damn it! Which biker specifically are you talking about? Are you talking That's about? It's not even Sweeney. a real person. I'm pretty sure. It's definitely Tom Sweeney. <laughs> yeah, because he also replies his role in uh, Land of the Dead. Yes, and he directed oh. the remake of Night of Living Dead in the 90s. Wow, this is one big web we're talking about. <laughs> it's a web of webs of uh, web- webbing. Um, Romero. Yeah. While we were oh, yeah. originally supposed to talk about Spider-Man. I mean, yeah, things happen. The world the world occurred. Um, yes. Yeah, um, I mean, it really does all connect back, doesn't it? Uh, this... Spider-Man? No. <laughs> <laughs> No, before uh, uh, we're supposed to do Spider-Man. Foray is Spider-Man. in Halloween. Halloween is made by Rob Zombie. Rob Zombie, 
I mean, he might claim that he got the name White Zombie from the film White Zombie, but I don't believe for a second that that's what happened. He nope. saw The Living Dead. He looked up zombie in popular literature and found something obscure from the past. Um, yeah. but uh, Who was he before before the zombie part? Just Rob? I don't know. Like, hey, Rob. Name, Rob. Say, think, Rob's surname. I think his name is like Rob Sinminski or something like that. <laughs> He's Polish. <It's> like, <laughs> I think so. Like, it's a very unassuming name. Um, yeah, Robert Whittaker. Uh, I also talk I about. Wish, I wish Rob Sherry Zombie would go Zombie. back to. Oh, uh, yeah, who has slowly become a very tolerable actress? She used to be. I used to hate her on screen. Who? Sherry Zombie. Yeah, she's. Yeah. I, I liked her as uh, Michael's mother. She, I thought she did yes, fine. Yes, job. that's where I was like, oh, this woman knows what she's doing. Remember when? Yeah. Uh, John Carpenter called out Rob Zombie. That was great. Yeah. <laughs> John Carpenter doesn't give a fuck. Yeah, he doesn't care to, uh, anymore at this age. Oh, okay, do you guys want to know Robert, Rob Zombie's real name? Yes. Robert Bartleth Cummings. Wow. He might as well be a, a, like a, a, a pompous Britishman with a fucking monocle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I say this Halloween film is very violent. What I say, what I say, what I say. Um, I like Rob Zombie, but I wish Rob Zombie would go back to making like spooky Halloween metal instead of this like weird, gross, dingy stripper rock. Instead that he makes of making now. literally Halloween. <laughs> I mean, he used, to, like, he, used to, he used to make albums that you could just put on in October and just mm. play all the way through, and you're like, this is fitting. And now he played. Now he makes right. music that is basically only. Applicable to like, I love you get make, off Route making... sixty six, and then you walk into a dingy bar that has two patrons in it who are probably from two different states, and there's flies buzzing around, and then from the jukebox you hear, right? Zombie makes makes music for Quentin Tarantino. Yeah, specifically. Quinn, does this sound good? Yeah, man. Yeah, it sounds really good. I like yeah, it. It's great. I like it. I love it. It's great. I really want to see him start so making uh, Christmas music. Um, I oh god, I can't wait for Quentin Tarantino to make that Charles Manson movie and, complete, and be completely insensitive. Oh, about god, it. Yeah, he's going to. That movie's going to be. He's going to piss everyone the fuck off. I'm going to love it. Uh, how much do you want to bet he makes a Polanski joke? How much do you like? If you had to bet, I, I put it like a, a joke. There's going to be an entire scene of dialogue committed to talking about Roman Polanski. <laughs> there has to be. Um, but yeah, in, I can. In uh, Tarantino's next <laughs> movie? Yeah. yeah. Well, like I said, it... his next is supposed to be about the, the Manson family murders, which yeah, I, I guarantee is going to be yeah. one insensitive ride. Yeah. I really cannot wait. For, I'm, that, I'm actually except, more excited for that than it was for Hateful Eight. Hateful Eight. Yeah. I can watch I after, uh, Tarantino get up and accept the, um, the award for... Uh, 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 damn it! For any, you know, I believe. Yeah, and it's the fu- like Super yeah. Deluxe grabbed the video and edited it to the point, and it's almost like the real speech is super awkward, and they edit to make it real awkward because I think at some point he says the phrase "that ghetto," and you just see Jamie Fox like, <sighs> yeah, people die a little bit. Yeah, Tarantino. I know he's completely unhinged, um, but I wouldn't have. Also, what's going on with his hair? Yeah. 
Wow. Oh. Out the rest of his body. He's old. <laughs> he's an old man and he's rich. He doesn't Damn. give a fuck. Like, remember, he's um, a man who has a foot fetish and he doesn't give a fuck because he has too much money. Um, uh, what yeah. was uh, the Grindhouse film that Robert Rodriguez did that Tarantino was his in? Terror. Terror. Yeah. Hot yeah, take, and I like he's Terror more than I like fucking, uh, what's the other one? Uh, fucking Death Proof. And the reason Planet Terror is better is because Death Proof doesn't have an ending. It's just Kurt Russell getting beaten to death, and that's it. <laughs> There's no ending to that movie. Planet it's just... Terror is like everything I love about zombie films just dialed up to like 11 billion. I was not happy with <laughs> like, that scene with the dog. It's exploding like every 15 seconds. And there's all these weird jokes, like, uh, like there's jokes about the film being made in a 70s style, like, what is it, like, someone says, like, um, alright, everyone stick together and you'll be safe, and blah, 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 and then it just says, scene missing, and it, like, immediately yeah. cuts back to someone wounded, and he's like, oh, and he's like, I told you to stay together! Well, that happened twice. Uh, Remember how happy out. everyone was when, uh, Fergie got, was in it, was cast as immediately to die? And then she, oh, and yeah. she got her, her head emptied out off screen. I think I think my favorite part of that movie is the Spopra subplot that's going Wait, on at the hospital. Didn't Tarantino say that he bit her? You know what? That sounds right. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like something you'd say. Yeah. Like, but Tarantino, whatever story you hear, it's probably true. I also love the the reveal of her death because it has like one of the most. It would be so cringy in any of the film when someone's like, "What happened?" It's a no brainer, and they flip over her head's empty. God fucking damn. <laughs> <laughs> it's like David Caruso should have walked in and said that line. It looks yeah! like a, I mean, he puts sunglasses I mean, on, no brainer, and just walks off. God, and Josh Brolin in that movie, he's he's chewing on the scenery. I forgot uh, Josh Brolin's in that movie. He's so, so good. good. Oh, okay, you know what? We have something to talk about now. They fucking what? showed Thanos and all of his crew. The black, uh, the black uh, yeah, at what, D23? Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty big. One, it's also weird to see Thanos like not clad in armor and a helmet. Yeah, mm-hmm. I forgot what he looked like when he's not wearing that shit. He looks like he looks like he reminds me a lot of Kilowog for some reason. Yes, mm-hmm. he's got the bald head and like the he get off. He, he doesn't have yeah. the chin stuff though. He kind of does yeah. those little ridges. His, his five chin? Yeah, they're kind of uh, uh, paired back, I guess. It's like, it's like several uh, smaller chins that are sharing the same space. No, no, I was yeah. talking about Kilowog. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. This is like the most... I mean, this is the first visual we have in the movie that's not um, from that behind-the-scenes trailer from a while ago where we just saw, like, a set. Yeah. And Anthony Mackie apparently teased a uh, 30-minute action sequence towards the end of the film. Which, I mean... Which is exactly what should be happening. <laughs> yeah, Jesus Christ. This movie shouldn't be This movie should yeah. be Harry Potter Part 8, Part 2, where it's just all finale. <laughs> uh, don't, okay, why'd you have to remind me of that movie? What? 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 Deathly I... Hollows Part 2 is like a straight-up action film for two hours. <laughs> yeah, but it gets really boring at some point. I don't like, think it does. Uh, yeah, it gets real... Yeah, it gets, I, I know, it that piece slow. is getting edited out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> don't worry about it. <laughs> I ain't editing shit, people. Um, no, um... Yeah, I think that it gets really slow, and I think it gets... 
really repetitive at some point. Like, how many times can you blow up Hogwarts? Uh, it got real boring to me, personally. I was many, more okay. interested in the first half. What has been so. blown up more? Hogwarts or Xavier's Mansion? Uh, uh, question, New York City. Um, boom. Um, yeah. Or actually, San Francisco, actually, because somebody went through. Because San Francisco is the city that everybody wants to destroy when they can't do New York. Um, because L.A. isn't visually interesting to destroy because it's just a flat land. Um, <laughs> and there's, like, there's, like, three buildings that are worth destroying, and the rest of it is just, like, nothing. Um, and nobody does Chicago because Chicago is expensive. So and Chicago's already been destroyed. <laughs> right. What yeah. year was it? I think yeah, I can't. Remember, I can't remember what else came out that year, but it was the year I saw the first or second GI Joe movie. I'm pretty sure it was the second one. Could be the first one. I don't know. They they run together. Where like London gets like utterly no, no, fucking it was violated. Is it France? The first one, yeah. Like fr- no, they London the gets destroyed in the second. Yeah, I, no, I yeah. London, London is turned into a fucking crater in the second in the film, second. and they right. and like I think there was two movies that came out that year that just fucked London hardcore. I was like, what the fuck happened? Why is everybody so? And I'm destroying the city. <laughs> I also love the fact there's no consequences whatsoever in Jojo Two for an entire city getting fucking glassed. Yeah, that, that, that's kind of never weird. brought up again. I feel like we should let that one in when we do a movie special because there's so many. So many crazy things Holy happen. Crap, that movie. I mean, which one? Because both movies are nuts as far as like just talking points. Yeah, yeah. Uh... The second one, like you can talk for two hours about the first fifteen minutes of the second one, just how awkward it is to see Channing Tatum put back in the front line after saying he was out, and then to just mm-hmm. watch him awkwardly get killed a few minutes later and never seen again. Yeah, and I mean, the RZA is a <laughs> the RZA yeah, is Batman <laughs> I forgot he was in that movie. The RZA is like, he's a character who's never appeared, I think, on the panel of G.I. Joe. He's never had a toy, but, like, his character exists. Right. So this I is, mean, like, he's... the first visual representation of the character we've ever seen. Yeah, Black Fumian 2, which is still... Uh... God damn it. Um, didn't, didn't he make yeah. a movie? No, he, he made uh, uh, The Man with the Iron Fist, I believe. I still have not um, seen that. Uh, Batista was in Still that, Still right? somehow better than the film, or better than the TV show Iron Fist. Um, probably. Oh. Um, <laughs> Think about where you are, Oh, Connor, guess what game we're talking about on Big Game Hour next week? Or, yeah. What are we talking about? Too Human. Oh, boy. All right. That's your plug, guys. The, I'll, uh, get my, uh, I'll get my hate juices flowing like, they're, um, <laughs> like they ever stop. Yeah. Uh, all Connor knows is hate. He was born in it. Uh, it was born um, on it. <clears throat> yeah, okay. Molded by it. There we go. Yeah, okay. Well, we should pick up the Romero thread a little bit more. But, um, yeah, that was... What a different world we'd have been if Romero made a fucking thought. Resident Evil movie. Yeah, that would be... What, what, what would Paul Anderson be now if there was no Resident Evil here for him to fuck with? Oh, You'd if irrelevant? he didn't have... I mean... Oh, I mean, here's the thing. If it means that he does more, um... More Event Horizon? <sighs> yeah, more Event Horizon, that might actually be a good thing. What if Assuming he, he ended up making Pandorum? Good. What? Oh, <sighs> Those movies made are Pandor- strikingly similar, and they act- apparently they have a lot of weird behind-the-scenes connections. Yeah, it's sort I of a, um... the same producer, and I think they reused some concepts that were going to be in Event Horizon for Pandorum. 
Yeah. They're, I they're, believe it's... Someone said you can actually see them, um, view them as if they were John... in the same universe. Yeah, it sounds like a John Peters situation. Um, it'd be weird if he was involved with both of them, actually. And there's a giant spider in both of them. There's a giant spider point. in both of them. <laughs> Diagarian Snoopies. Um, yeah, um, let's see. But, um, yeah, I, I, like, I mean, if it weren't for him and Carpenter, John, or Paul W. Sanderson would have no career whatsoever. Uh, because he just steals from them constantly. <laughs> like, that's all he does. Um, I remember I in, in Resident Evil 2, the movie, uh, or no, Resident Evil uh, Apocalypse, uh, when they stole that scene from Code Veronica. Uh, uh, wait, which scene? Because I don't know. I mean, that movie, was, if, that movie makes me so mad. The, uh, the rooftop, or the, 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 the hallway run? With the helicopter? Um. Oh yeah. Barely yeah, remember. I, know I didn't. About. I, as I mentioned, I didn't like. I don't like Code Veronica, so I didn't play all the way through. So it's. No, no, it's in the opening cinematic. Oh, yeah, I, I know right. what he's talking about. Wait, doesn't she fucking in I the mean, movie? Doesn't drop the gun and with a clip at the same time and do the same shit they did from Code Veronica? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, they steal so many things from the opening credits, and I'm convinced that Paul W. S. Anderson has never actually played any of those games he's no, just he watched the animatics there's he's no stayed, way he has he, he said he has allegedly he says he has but here's what i think happens okay there's not no they tell him what way. the plots are. <laughs> they tell him what the plots are and then he comes up with what he wants to do so the first movie he wants to make a romero zombie movie but within the confines of what they told him happened in the first story of Resident Evil, so he makes a movie based on that. He the also, second it's one, weird because, like, for I, I'm pretty sure he doesn't play the games. He rips characters like verbatim and and like monsters off the screen, and then just like uses them as he pleases. Right. He doesn't. He doesn't use Nemesis the correct way. Like, oh, there's, no. there's a way to there's a way to make Nemesis the scariest thing on the planet Earth. We know this because we've seen the game. Nemesis is uh, terrifying. I know, when you I've hear experienced music, it. Yeah. Like when you hear his music, you wanted to shit yourself. Um, there was nothing more one time at the time when I had my my PlayStation 1 just like like, "Oh cool, I'm safe now." Stars. Fuck, <laughs> I have no ammo. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm out like, of ink ribbons. Nemesis is not the dude from Ugly Betty. Yeah. Like <laughs> goddamn. As much as I love this character right. on that show. That dude that guy who played... It's funny, I think his name was Max in the movie. No, I wanted him Matt. as Max Payne. Because he looks strikingly like the original model for the original Max Payne movie, or game. Um, and then we got Mark Wahlberg. Mark Wahlberg in the most hilariously aggressive performance of his career. Oh, hello? Are we still good? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. It's not everybody dropped there for a second. Oh, man. I, I've discussed it. Outside the show, but I love that Max Payne movie. <laughs> uh, yeah, we've discussed it on here too. And uh, Connor. Uh, so yes. I will say this about I will say this about the Max Payne movie is that it's very it's very visually interesting. Yes, <laughs> it is. That's true. It's very visually interesting. It is very fun to look at. Um, it has one of the best trailers I've ever seen. Yeah, I, yeah. Like, I, I think it's I kind of like that movie. It's a trailer that sells a completely different movie than the movie you actually uh-huh. get. But that's, that's, <laughs> Oh yeah, it does. Connor, 
the yeah. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Connor, the funny thing about the guy I'm blanking on his name, who you said sound looks like the guy that that Max Payne is modeled after. He's actually yeah. modeled after Sam Lake of um. From, yeah, Remedy, right? Yeah, Remedy. He's one of the big big guys at Remedy. Yeah, it blew me away. When, like I saw him in an interview for I think like uh, Alan Wake years later, and I was like, I saw his face. I was like, where do I fucking know that guy from? Yeah. And then just imagine him smushing his face together to make it look like he smelled something bad. And I was like, it's Max Payne. <laughs> and they actually had the voice or the voice actor for Max Payne in the Max Payne movie as a one of the cops. Yeah, I heard about that, and it really upset me because, like, that's the best thing you had for him. Yeah, he should have been uh, that, something more, something better. They should have done is not had Mark Wahlberg speak at all. You should have had him be Morgan Freeman. Yeah, just have, you just you killed my family. You and killed then, my then family. he uh, then he punches the Korean man's eyeball out. Um, yeah, what the like fuck in real that life? About? Um, did, wait, did, did that happen in the Max Payne movie? No, but that happened in real life. <laughs> Wait, what? That's my favorite detail about Mark Wahlberg's life, um, is that he punched a Korean man's eyeball out. Um, what? That's just insane. <laughs> what? <laughs> because here's the thing. So before Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch, he was like a, uh, well, I guess it, as close as you can get to a gangster in Boston. And uh, apparently he got into a <laughs> fight with a, with a Korean man. And uh, punched him to the point where his eyeball came out of his socket. So that's a thing that happened. The Negan. Yeah, but with bare fists. You know what we Um, talked about? um, All right, we're gonna dabble in wrestling real quick, but it's not really about wrestling or about a wrestler. Uh, We talked about New Jack on VGH and how nuts he is. Uh, (laughs) Allegedly, allegedly, he has three justifiable homicides under his belt. What the fuck? Three. Yeah, I, I, if you guys ever listen to The Art of Wrestling with him, I think he talks about that. He also talks about... I think he was as a former, like a former bounty hunter. Um, and I don't know how those two connect. Like, was he that good at his job? Or bad at his job, depending on how you look at it. I want to see New Jack face dog bounty hunter in a hardcore match. New Jack would literally eat him alive. That's not a saying. He would probably jump on top of his back and just start biting him. Because New so, Jack is a crazy person. I just I just uh googled I just googled New Jack and hit the third result is New Jack forehead? Yeah. Oh god, what? Oh you haven't seen his Yeah, now I see his forehead. I see his Dude. forehead. I just think yeah. it's funny that's the second result. Dude. He had it, it's like wrestlers from the eighties. And Rick hardcore Flair. wrestlers in the nineties, Ric Flair too. They Dusty have these Rhodes. like they have scars in their heads so deep you can put quarters in them. Fucking, it's crazy. fucking disgusting. But yeah, that's off wrestling because that's just to bring up how nutty New Jack is. Um, and New Jack is an asshole for what he did to Mass Transit. Oh uh, well, that's a different story for a different day. Yeah. Um, I mean, we are an off-topic episode. Uh, long story short. New Jag uh, basically uh, shivved a seventeen-year-old kid in the ring once and almost bled him out in the in the forehead. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? Wrestling is such a fucking cardi industry; it's not even funny. I like they try to distance themselves, like like WWE, for instance, is like, "Oh no, we're not wrestling; we're sports entertainment." I'm like, "Look, <laughs> you're wrestling. Look here, you you guys are what you are." 
He they hey they made their choice. He was the one guy of all these W guys that could have come back. They chose not to bring back. Yeah. And what's funny, I think if Arlen, when did you stop watching wrestling? Oh, uh, I mean, I barely started. I watched for like a year because I had a friend who watched it. So it would have been, uh, it would have been when Randy Orton was like the villain, and he was trying to take on the McMahon family. Okay, that that the O nine. Uh, yep. Okay. What a terrible year to be a wrestling fan. <laughs> Especially a teenager. No wonder you stopped. I'm almost wondering if you would have gotten on the bandwagon um, in the very tail end of the 90s into the 2000s. Possibly. Is that, is that when Mark Hanley gave Mark Henry and Mae Young had a babe, ham baby? Look, I can't... There's not enough time for me to explain that to anyone because I still don't have answers for it, okay? I still love why? I don't even understand the joke. Why Wait. Why is, why is it, why was it a full-blown hand, though? I think it was just a way to abandon the storyline, but instead of just, like, dropping it like they do with everything else... They decided to add like a closer angle on it, and she just gives birth to a big old prosthetic hand. Why is it? Why? Okay. You know why? It, here's oh, my. Oh, because Vince. Vince McMahon is a fucking creepy weirdo. No, not him. Not him. Vince Russo. Even worse. He's a creepy weirdo too. That man. That man just. He had a fucking restraining order put against another man for talking about him on his podcast. Okay. And said man is selling the copies of the uh, restraining order. Which yeah, I'm, it's, I'm about to, which I'm thinking of buying. Donating all the uh, proceeds to charity. Um, yeah. What else has Romero done? Landed outside of the, these, let's I, look it up. Um, Season of the Witch is one that I'm is on my list now because I looked it up and it sounds fascinating. Wait, um, yeah, I don't know. I'd never heard of it before, but it uh, sounds wait, wait, amazing. Wait, 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 wait! The one with fucking Nicolas Cage. No, it's an older movie. Um, oh, way I'm, older. Okay. Yeah, uh, if he had done the Nicolas Cage one, that I was be about to have a whole crazy. new appreciation for that movie because I like that movie, um, despite how weird it is. Um, it's funny to see Nicolas Cage in fucking a wig and talking like he's a crusader. Um, what the hell is this? Oh, I... I have never heard or seen this before. What is it? Season of the Witch. Yeah, it's a Romero movie. Um, and apparently they were selling it on Dawn of the Dead's hype and the original. But yeah, and it's like a, it's a weird movie from the, what, what I can tell. So yeah, it's it's sort of like a, a serious take on Bewitched, it seems, as far, from what I'm, from what I've seen of it. Have we um, t- did we talk about how he passed away? Like what, it, what he was doing? I, I haven't I actually looked into it. I didn't it. look it up because I have. One, he's, he's 77, so I imagine it's, you know. He died in sleep. But here's the thing that makes it a little happier. He died while listening, I mean, to, that's... The, he died while listening to the score of one of his favorite films, The Quiet Man. Hmm. With his wife, Suzanne Disrocher Romero and daughter, Tina Romero, at his side. That is how I would like every prolific artist to pass away. <laughs> just like, at yeah, home, I mean, their family like listening to some cool shit or watching some movie, and they're just like, "All right, bye." Yeah, like I, I usually don't remember how they died, just because I don't like to look into that. Like, I don't know how 
Craven died a couple years back because I don't like to remember that stuff. I just like to remember what I did right afterwards, which is watch The Curse for some reason. I guess it was it was what was available. Um, <laughs> and uh, I watched Scream. Uh, yeah, Curse is actually uh, or The Curse. The Curse. Good movie. Watch it. It's not, it's not that okay. bad. Okay. So. I forgot he made these two yeah. films we have to talk about right now. That's Creepshow and Creepshow 2. Wait, before we do yeah. that, remember Empire of the Dead I was talking about? Yeah. It's being turned into a TV series. Well, of, of course it is. Uh, of course, yeah. And they'll sell it on the last as the last thing Romero did before he died. Um, no, he did this because... three years ago. What is it? I Okay, I know, Alan. I'm talking about what advertisers will do. From the late great of advertisers... Romero. Right, one of advertisers have been known to do anything with any, uh, uh, what's the word, honor or respect. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Creepshow and Creepshow 2, if anyone has not seen them, are fantastic through and through. Um, I'm pretty sure it's what helped us get Tales Tales in the Crypt initially. No, no, that was the Friday, the the Nightmare on Elm Street uh, TV series. Oh. Wait, wait, what? Yeah, the, uh, the crew and everything, everyone from the anthology series that of Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. Hmm. They all ended up going, working on, like, the writers and everything, they all ended up working on Tales from the Crypt. That's, Holy shit. That makes sense. I didn't know anything came out of that Nightmare TV show aside from um, too much money being spent. Well, no, it was actually a, it was a, over it was over the course of the the episodes, it was money being pulled pulled out as per episode. Still, have you ever laid eyes on one of those episodes at all? Yeah. It, oh, what a weird! I ass don't show. remember it. They rerun it on Sci-Fi occasionally. Um, yeah, and like it's funny. This, hearing the production stories is fantastic because like you hear that at, at some point, like I guess whoever was like the powers that be, like just stopped paying attention to them, and they were put on like weird ass times during the day and night, um, and were just more or less doing what they want content-wise, like airing super graphic violence at like eight p.m. Right. That sounds that sounds like a good idea. I can't believe there's a Friday Thirteenth TV show though, and that, that had nothing to do with the fucking the Jason mythos at all. I mean, it seems like that was an interesting, or that was an idea that people wanted to bring back in the '80s. Like, Halloween was supposed to be an anthology series. Um, I don't think <laughs> I, I don't think it was the best idea to do two movies and then switch up ideas. But, I mean, if you watch, and this is where I was confused about the Romero thing, uh, if you watch Halloween 3, Season of the Witch, um, it's, that's, there is no Michael Myers in that film at all. Uh, nope. He never shows up. Nope. Uh, there's just some weird, creepy masks and an Irishman um, doing Irish things, I guess. basically like aliens and cyborgs and the moon and killer Halloween masks. It's really bizarre. Yeah, and like killer badges that shoot laser beams. Like, it's a crazy ass movie. Halloween three um, is John Carpenter unrestrained. <laughs> mm. Actually, I'd probably say that uh, yeah. they live or uh, the thing is probably John Carpenter unrestrained. Friends of Darkness. That's the one that I point mm. to for that because Friends of Darkness is insane. 
Um, like, there's a man who turns into beetles for no apparent reason. He just does. <laughs> <laughs> he just... He, he says a weird, creepy thing. You will all die by morning, and then he turns into beetles. Did Carpenter um, do at the, the Mouth of Madness? Yeah, he did. That's the I third, third movie. I love that movie because it's probably one of the only yeah. good Lovecraftian adaptations I'll ever get outside of the obvious ones. Probably uh, until Gamo gets to do uh, Mountains of Madness. It's Holy on, shit! I want that fucking movie it's so bad. It's never going to happen. It was supposed it's not, to happen. It's not, but I fucking it became, want it. It just became Pacific Rim. Yeah. It's like how the Halo movie yeah. became District 9. So we're going to talk mean, about the best thing that came out of uh, George Romero's vision. Uh, yes, please. Captain I, Rhodes. I really want to know what you think that is. What? Captain Rhodes from Day of the Dead. Oh, my God. I mean, <laughs> Choke on it! Choke, Choke on, on it! <laughs> that God dude is so fucking good in that movie. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. He earns uh, every bit of karma that comes at him. Yeah, yeah Joe Plata. No, I, I David. David, David that is uh is very good. It's surprisingly graphic, um, especially compared to the first two. Like each yeah. movie ramps up how violent and gory it's going to get. There is, there is a zombie kill in that movie that I have yet to see outdone, and it is when, like, it's when the zombies get in the base at the end and people are being ripped to shreds. And they mm. grab the one dude and slowly pull his head off, and, like, he starts screaming, and then his scream gets higher and higher and higher in pitch until his head just comes off. Oh, okay. Uh, there's some insane <laughs> kills in that movie. Horrifying. And when, like, the guy gets dragged in the elevator and it's just... Yep. Oh God! Some of that, some of the stuff in that movie. Is uh, just there's a, there's a moment in that movie where um, it's, uh, it's the pilot and it's all the basically the hero, the good, good characters are having a little powwow. Um, also, and don't forget that mo- most the the film most of the film took place in an underground salt mine. Yeah. Well, that's what I was gonna get to. Is that the the pilot basically says like all this research is pointless because you're just gonna add it to um, this big old pile of research and notes and papers down here. He's like, you're not going to change anything. He's like, you know, this is it. He's like, why spend the rest of your days doing this when you can go live somewhere and try to be happy? True story. Yeah. And, of course, we got Bub from fucking Day of the Dead. Yeah. Yeah. Uh... Also, I love that scene when Bub um, salutes when Rose gets his comeuppance. Oh, when when he shoots Rose and he falls in the elevator and then he fucking salutes him. Yeah. Yeah. And shambles off into the sunset. <laughs> um. Wait a minute. Hold on. What the hell was Romero in Silence of the Lambs? He played. I have no idea. He played FBI. Apparently, he was FBI, an FBI agent. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Hmm. That makes sense. I didn't know he did acting. Well, I, this is completely separate. But I think I was when I was watching Jacob's Ladder the first time. Um, and, like, during, I think toward, like, the middle to the end of the movie, when, like, fucking Louis Black shows up as a medic, I don't know where. <laughs> Funniest fucking thing. He doesn't say two words. Well. It's so weird. Uh, I, we, I mentioned Creepshow before, and Creepshow, I think, deserves a lot of uh, praise, because it's probably one of the best horror anthology movies out there, both of them. 
Uh, they yeah. have really cool stories. Uh, the first movie is super faithful to the comic book, almost like to the point where they rip entire panels out and then like morph them into live action. I mean, it's probably the best movie with Stephen King's name on it. Um, <laughs> it's probably the best movie with Stephen King in it. Right. Um, turns because into, turns into grass. Uh, we should be watching. Um, God, what's it fucking called? The Car One. We should be watching that on the podcast. Oh, Christine? <laughs> yeah. No, not Christine's a good movie. Uh, the one with the Green Goblin at the, on the truck. Um, because it's, it's a Spider-Man adaptation. Maximum um, Overdrive? Cut. Yes, Maximum Overdrive. Oh, God, um, yes. Yeah, we should totally... I think he admitted like he wrote that like while on a massive cocaine binge. Who? Oh, yeah, yeah. And if, okay. you watch, if you watch trailers for it, it's very obvious. Yeah. Uh, I think he was, like, abusing drugs hardcore and got, like, really sick one night and then wrote Maximum Overdrive. Uh, he's, I think he says the same thing for Langoliers, uh, not the Langoliers, what is that one movie with the alien that, like, comes out of dude's butt? Oh, <laughs> no, he was on, um, he was on pain meds for Dreamcast. Yeah, and he doesn't even remember his fucking, writing half that book. Yeah. <laughs> it's fucking hilarious. I love the legacy that leaves behind, it's like, it's like, yeah, I was on fucking pain meds and wrote this thing that became a uh, story and a film. Okay. Yeah, also, I don't remember doing it. That dude's asshole. Oh, I only that some guy's butt. Wait, what? Yeah. What are we talking about? Yeah. Isn't Dreamcatcher? You've never seen Dreamcatcher, Alan? Uh, no. Okay. It's not great. My, yeah, it's not great, but it had. Uh... It's worth it to see an alien come out of someone's butt. I know yeah. we keep saying it over <laughs> and over again because we need to remind you <laughs> that an alien comes out of someone's butt. Okay. I, I was listening to something recently where, like, the, the uh, I think the the reasoning behind it is because... Wait, wait. Dreamcatcher people... directed by Lawrence Kasdan? Yes. Yep. Oh, so, my insane. God. Yeah, it, has, it, has some, it has my four favorite actors. Damian Lewis, Thomas Jane, Jason Lee, and Timothy Oliphant. So, oh, I know. That, that cast is amazing. So, Wahlberg? What the fuck? So, uh, the reason why the alien comes out of the asshole is because the cancer, like, people who find out they have cancer by finding blood in their stool, like, oh, it, that's, that's, right. that's, that's the new fear. That, like, that's his whole thing is, like, that's the new fear, man. That's the new fear, like, finding out cancer in your asshole. <laughs> like, you have asshole cancer. Like, that's the new fear. And then... God damn it. So, the most on-the-nose thing he can come up with would be an alien coming out of your asshole. Okay, who has this happened to? I, I don't remember. I can't remember. Um, Jesus Christ, it's just a random dude, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I think it it's... The, the... Look, it doesn't matter who it happens to. All that matters is that it does happen. Yeah, yeah it does yeah. happen. Alien comes out of someone's buttocks. Yeah, and there's one scene in that movie that's really tense, and then the rest of it is a fucking yeah. joke. Yeah. It reminds me uh, of uh, the Blob remake where the dude's trying to be all rapey with that passed out girl in his front seat and then he opens her shirt and the Blob is there and it just fucking eats him. And like, so basically you get this like kind of far out shot of like some dude's legs just dangling out of an unconscious girl's chest. Oh god. It's really weird great. shit. The Blob remake is fantastic by the way. Yeah. Um, yeah, Under, I showed also, you that fucking scene from yeah. this with the sink. <laughs> yeah, it's also really fucking gory. It is super violent. It's it's like because like the original one is a you know a fifties sixties black and white you know monster cheese fest, and the remake is yeah. a straight up hardcore violent horror movie. Yeah, 
Going back to Dreamcatcher. Made by the... Uh, is it Mr. Gray, the alien? Yeah. I don't know. Then, oh, that's, yeah, no. then that's Jonesy. Yeah. Damien yeah, Lewis's character. Yeah. It's been, I've only seen it once. I thought you guys were talking Mr. about... Mr. Gray is the... Duddits. <laughs> what the hell? Why Don... do you suddenly know everything about this movie? Because I remember I looked it up one night many years ago. <laughs> oh, okay. Many years ago, I discovered a Wikipedia page. No, he's uh, not the I one who gets the alien. Um, the, the alien comes into him through a different means. No, there's a, just a random guy who gets infected, and then um, fucking Earl or whatever from uh, My Name's Earl gets stuck on a toilet seat and gets killed by one of the creatures, I think. Um, spoilers for a film that you still need to see. Um, yeah. I, did I mean, see, I've only seen I'm one scene of, of this movie, and that was when uh, Morgan Freeman is in the... Is with, like the military is arriving, and they're just bombing the shit out of everything. Yeah, because there are animals that are getting infected and shit. Like, there's a scene that looks kind of like The Walking Dead, or not The Walking Dead, um, Game of Thrones, with these like undead animals or whatever, just like walking through the land. It's pretty fucking crazy. Um, God. yeah, it gets real, real weird. Um, also, there's a scene with these, like, aliens who are, like, telling pilots not to bomb them because they're just children. Um, and they're projecting themselves as, like, friendly aliens with, like, happy faces or whatever and, like, crying voices. It's a really fucking insane movie. <laughs> um, yeah. Now, on, on the list of shit we told you to watch, though, Dreamcatcher's definitely on the bottom. Yeah. Yeah, I'd rather... Yeah. I still haven't watched The Guest yet. God fucking damn it. But go watch the guest. I'm I'm gonna I'd rather watch the guest than Dreamcatcher. Yes, yeah, that should. is what you should do. <laughs> that's the better that's the better choice. Yeah. The guest is fantastic. The guest was such a, a weird surprise. I was like, I don't know, I'm getting out of this movie, and then I got insanity. Yeah. I went in like not quite knowing what I was gonna get, and I think I had seen your next. So I was like, Okay, this has to be good at least. And um, I was very surprised by how interesting it was and how it used genre and expectations and sort of subverted them. And so. it's fucking sweet 70s slash 80s, like, synthwave soundtrack. God, it's so good. It just lots of, like, Yeah. And uh, good, old, good old Micah Monroe, who has not had the career that I would like after it follows, but whatever. Well, she was also in Independence Day Resurgence. Yeah. Uh, God, that fucking movie. There's a scene in that I movie where... I was so excited for the Independence Day sequel. Shut up, alright? Uh, <laughs> Shut up. And then I, saw, like, I, was like, I was like, this is the most underwhelming thing I've seen in so long. Like a Hemsworth brother pisses on an alien ship. Yeah, he does. <laughs> yeah, really... I love that Connor's... React automatically after he says he was excited for it. It's it's exactly like uh, Matt in the reacting to Wally's Xbox bag at at DogCon. Oh, oh yeah, what the Xbox plays game? Shut up! Fuck Whoa. you! Uh, fuck you! Uh, <laughs> I had called the Game Boy, uh, game Boy Advance. It's like having a mini SNES in your hand. 
Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. No, Resurgence. You. I was like, I was like, you set the stakes so fucking high, and you had such a cool ass premise with the whole world comes together with alien tech, and you're like, yeah, come fucking fight us now. And it's the most like just fart in, like battle I've ever seen. It's just it's over in a heartbeat, and then it doesn't go anywhere. Yeah. Um, like it's Jeff Goldblum's bad. like Jeff Goldblum's like I'm obligated to be here. Yeah, and if, if you have the chance to watch uh, Independence Day Resurgence, uh, and you want some Goldblum, don't watch it. Uh, watch uh, Tour de Pharmacy on HBO. And Will Smith's character is killed off-screen in promotional material. God, that pissed me off so yeah. much. That is hysterical. I still, like, I still find it funny he that he died uh, in a combat test. <laughs> there's this amazing painting of him, and it's like a nice oil painting that's hung up in the White House. And it makes no sense. Why would it be there? Why would... He wasn't the president <laughs> in the movie or anything like that. Like, he didn't run for pre- president, but there's a painting of him in the White House. It's Welcome just, to Earth. That's uh, so crazy. I like how there's a painting of him, but not the yeah. painting of the president who who was, like, part of the actual final battle. Right. <sighs> who has since uh, been, like, seemingly disgraced as, like, some kind of crackpot. Yeah. God, that movie president, is... Like, president Bill Bowman. I'm like, right. that, that dude helped save the planet. <laughs> yeah. I'll be like, president. Uh, there's only one thing I would have loved so to see. So many problems I, with that movie. There's, there's something I would have loved to see. What uh, would that be? A cult worshipping Randy Quaid's character. <laughs> <laughs> I would love that. Oh my god, yes! I would love that so much. That is so good! <laughs> Alan, why don't why didn't you write Independence Day? Oh my god, that's the fucking best. God. Like, here's the thing: I almost would have preferred a movie about those ensuing twenty years. Like, they give us a subplot about a group of <laughs> a group of African tribes that have been fighting the aliens on their own for the last twenty years. Yeah, and like it kind of helps fill in that gap of like, because in the in the first movie ends, you're like, there's still a shitload of aliens and alien ships. On Earth, right? I mean, I I, I kind of agree. I kind of agree because, like, I don't think they needed like a big ship needed to return for Independence Day too. Like, yeah, I don't, it no, feels like, like we won the battle. Not show us how we won the planet back. Yeah, like, like the next movie is like District Nine, basically. Yeah, just show, more me, show me how they deal with it. Because, like, here's, holy shit, here's something they could do. What they could pull a World War Z book version hmm. like this weird globetrotting um affair yeah yeah i mean that, that would be interesting like jeff goldblum going around the world trying to help fix things and pick pick up the pieces that'd be that'd be an interesting story yeah uh-huh. you, know what, you know what you know i actually want to see retroactively jeff goldblum in world war z oh I mean, god at pitt's decision <laughs> Just oh, keep everything the that... same, and just, and just have Goldblum be Goldblooming the fuck out. That just that works. He's like, uh, 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 I, I, I saw one turn in twelve seconds. This is a bad idea. <laughs> oh no, he's Goldblooming. He's getting ready for it. He's gonna Goldbloom. That, yeah, I, I mean, love that part of, from Community. Seeing Goldblum cut a woman's arm off would have been more interesting. <laughs> I think. Uh, <laughs> He'd just be like, ah, there's blood. There's so much. <laughs> I can't cover that. It's disgusting. It's like, yeah, you, you know how to bite down or whatever, and like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, there's a scene that they where they stop the movie where Brad Pitt is taking a woman's arm off. 
Yeah, and it's, it's funny. so if you, watch, if you watch the direct the PG thirteen and the unrated versions side by side, um, the unrated version is accurate to what would happen if you cut someone's hand off. Uh, like there's blood shooting fucking everywhere. Um, and then you watch the PG thirteen version, and it's like lots of quick cuts. There's no blood be seen anywhere, uh, and it's all resolved in a matter of seconds. Yeah, yeah. That's how you cut someone's arm, hand off. That's how you cut someone's hand. Yep. It's all. It's it just pops right off, and you can just you know get a new one. You can just like replace it, mix and match yeah. a little bit. It's like little GI Joe arms. You just pop them off. <laughs> Actually, what more is... accurately, it'd be like those old Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles action figures whose hands just could come off for whatever reason. I think I have one of those. I probably do too. I still have a classic Xenomorph action figure on my dresser. Jesus Christ. Yep. My box of action figures with other stuff is somewhere with my mother in Florida, I think. You know, I was, uh, for World War Z 2, like, you think Brad Pitt's going to come back? I don't think there's going to be a World War Z 2. There's going to be one, and apparently David Pincher's going to direct it. Um, oh, okay. Which... <laughs> <laughs> I know. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Yeah, David Fincher, uh, director of Alien 3. Um, yep, yep. Um, oh, that's all really needs to be said. Fuck that movie, then. Alien 3 is a weird one, though. Gone you can't, fantastic, yeah. but Alien 3 is yeah, a weird Gone affair. Yeah, Gone is a great film. Um, I love, well, you Alien can't 3, blame Alien like, 3 on him, Alien though. 3 is like, you're watching the whole play thing go by, you're like, I, it, it, it's, it's like, I don't know whose movie this is anymore. <laughs> yeah, like, at one point, it's Charles Dance's movie, and yeah. then it becomes... Um, I can't remember his name, but he's the lead black character in Charles the film. Oh, no, I, meant, I meant the creative forces. I meant like it's it's weird because you like you're like yeah, some adventure stuff's still pretty intact. And then you're like, yeah, it's clearly studio meddling. Arlen yeah, Fitch. and like uh, Charles S. Dutton. When you know, know the backstory, yeah, yeah, I got that. Uh, yeah, I was confused because there are two Charles in the movie. Um, yeah, there's some great performances in it, but the story doesn't really work. But when you like watch the behind the scenes stuff and you realize oh they didn't have a script going into that movie Fincher just had to make it up as he went along yeah it's, it's like I, it's I can't tell if it's better or worse probably worse no actually probably better than Fantastic Four where you're watching you're like and there's a separation yeah. point where you're like ah look this is a brand new film <laughs> Kate Mara yeah. has a platinum they, blonde wig on they cut to this room of generals and you're like who who directed this <laughs> who be- <laughs> Look. Like the only thing after they cut to that general to those generals, the only good part, and I've said it many times, is Doom just exploding people's heads. That's the greatest sequence in all films. My lines in that film is when they just like, it's when they're assembling everyone, and then like to make it seem more comic booky, someone goes, "Ah, I see you recruited Victor Von Doom." I'm like, that's not a real fucking name. You can't, you can't say name. that in a dead serious room of people, like in a super serious sci-fi horror film. <laughs> well, they tried to change Victor it Von and Doom. make it an online name, and people got mad. So, yeah. Oh, that's right. He was, a, he was a blogger at first. Yeah, he was uh, a. Which is in the movie second. That's so. Yeah. The thing stupid. with Alien Three is not that they didn't have a script; they had oh, so much, too many rejected scripts that they didn't like. Okay, that they, they had blended. a lot of scripts. But they went into shooting without a script to go off of. That's what I mean. They had scripts. They just didn't have a script. They had, um, they had scripts, but no plan. Yeah, they had mini scripts that, and they had sets that were already built. Yeah. So Fincher had to basically go off of what was already written, 
and come up with it on the fly while keeping Sigourney happy? Because at this point, they paid her, like, some crazy record-breaking amount for the first movie, or for the second movie. Because And now they had to pay her even more, give her what she wanted, because she was nominated for an Oscar for Aliens. So her ability to demand more went up, and her demands were, I have to be bald, I have to fuck an alien, and I have to die. Um, I think we're all happy that only two of those things happened. Um, <laughs> she still <laughs> fucked that alien. I mean, she kind of did have sex with the alien to some degree. Um, uh, and she is kind of responsible for the problems with Alien 4, which is a film we will never talk about ever again. Um, Agreed. Uh, I can't uh, promise that. I'm never talking about Alien 4. I will, I will edit it out of the podcast be, uh, because I hate that movie you'll so You'll bring much. up something so egregious you'll force Arlen to work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's Brad, how much I despise look, that film. Brad Dourif is great in that movie. Brad Dourif is great in every movie. It's fucking Brad Dourif. <laughs> I I would rewatch uh, entire episodes of Star Trek again because Brad Dourif is in those episodes. There are episodes of Star Dorf, Trek Voyager. Isn't which Brad is, Dourif Chucky? Yeah, yes. he is. I would rewatch a lot of those too because he's in it and he's pretty good. Oh, so. he actually uses but, his Chucky voice in near the end of the movie. Never a fan of Chucky. Yeah, I I think those movies are severely overrated. I think think the first one is really good. Uh, I think they kind of... I I don't know. I don't understand I liked it it when they went schlocky. (sighs) I think I I like Bride of Chucky, but that's really the only one. That's it. I thought well, that I like right. the problem is the problem is the same the same issue I have with any movie starring a tiny uh, monstrous Puppet. villain where you just you, it's you're, look you can defend yourself against this thing by literally giving it a good punt okay yeah <laughs> you could step on him you could step like if Chucky's coming at me I'm like you're two feet tall I'm five foot tall and two hundred pounds if I kick you you're very very far and I can keep this up longer than you can keep coming after me. It also the doesn't only... make sense that he overpowers people too. Like it's weird. Yeah, that never that never really worked for me either. The only time it ever made sense was in Gremlins, um, yeah. and even then, it they that... scratched the concept. What was that... like if you can get away from a horror villain by jumping onto a counter? There's problems. What was yeah. that? What was that horror movie with? Um... Uh, I'm blanking on his name. Uh, can you give us a, a hint, maybe? Oh, Gary Busey. Uh, oh, Gary Busey. which which movie? Which Gary Busey classic uh, are you thinking oh. of? It's the one where Predator, Predator Two. No, 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 not that one. Jinx. one. No, not that one. You're a tiger or a lion. <laughs> this is his Savannah. <laughs> it's the one where I think it's I think it's Gingerbread Man. Oh, for it's yes, stupid. Gary Busey is the ginger dead man. I didn't know. I didn't know that. Stupid. Yes, that's God. like that's oh, in the God. same trash pile. I'm sure we're gonna watch that movie dumpster too. We just finished Rumpelstiltskin, and that should be all done soon. Um, Are you guys gonna watch um, uh, Thanks Killing? Um, oh, I'm sure we will. Um, I fucking love Thanks Killing. Should and I know it has like four sequels. <laughs> It's a breeze, too. It's like 45 minutes long. Yeah, so it would be real easy. Super easy. <laughs> the the way that movie opens with a woman... 
with a shirtless does pilgrim. He say, doesn't he say gobble gobble bitch before he fucking kills him? <laughs> his fucking yeah. <laughs> God, that is fucking stupid. I need to see this he movie. Like, he has sex with a he has sex with a woman and he he says something about how do you like that how do you like that turkey or whatever before he kills her. Uh, it's a movie that has no, no pretenses about being as ridiculous and stupid as it is. Which is probably why it's only 45 right. minutes. And the turkey looks so fake. I love turkey's how... Clearly, turkey's clearly up on someone's hand. I love how the uh, the the tagline for this is the ultimate low-budget experience. Yep. Yeah, they're super proud of it. It's like Birdemic, where the guy who made Birdemic knew exactly what he was making. Well, in the second one, when he did, but yeah. In the first one, I don't think... I think he thought he was being... He was making art. Oh, no, that's right. It's in the first movie, there was interviews where he's like... he He was basically like... Yeah, it's a serious film. Everyone's like, no, it isn't. Yeah, he, he, he thought he was doing Hitchcock, um, which is <laughs> which is amazing. Your movie's called Birdemic. Um, on that note, he, I think he, I'm ready to wrap up. Yeah, I think, oh, wow. We went long. Yeah, we, we went real long. Yeah. Uh, yeah, let's do outros, I guess. Hey, I'm Connor McGraw. You can follow me on Twitter at Western Commander. Uh, keep an eye out for me on the Video Game Hour, the Movie Dumpster, uh, Shadow Zone, work in progress. Uh, to this day. <laughs> uh, You're a funny uh, guy. Yeah, join the Phantom Zone Facebook group if you haven't already. If you are listening to this and you aren't part of the group, what are you doing? Give us a review, subscribe, do all that stuff. Show us some love. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at that Uh Shout out to Eric Dudley who does the theme song for this show. Uh, yep. You can find my writing on the Haro. There's there I put there's stuff coming. I just have to I I, I got to find time to sit down. Uh, and uh, if you want to see the side of Batman's penis, watch Go- Gone Girl. <laughs> <laughs> well, on that note, coming at all. <laughs> I've been okay. I was sitting on that joke the entire time we were talking. Jesus Christ, it was, it's pretty good. Um, and if uh. Gosh, um. Yeah. Okay. Uh. On that note, of <laughs> shaking my head uh, right now. At AA Haro on Twitter. Follow me there. Uh, LosHaro.wordpress.com for writing and news and stuff and blah 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 podcasts, etc. Yay. Alan. Alan you're here too. <laughs> oh. Oh yeah. Uh, Alan. I Alan. Alan. I caught Alan off guard too. Alan's still recovering. <laughs> I'm still recovering Alan. from the fact that the new doctor is a woman. Okay, let's well that's that's great. That. <laughs> All right, let's end this. So let's let's not do this here. So we can yell at Alan as soon as he's done. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh, you can. Follow, Alan, come on, do your. <laughs> you can follow me on Twitter at the Alan Muir. You uh subscribe and listen to Video Game Hour. Uh, twitch.tv slash video game hour pod for future for on Mondays for streams of Dark Souls 2 with my, myself, Connor, Hunter, and George. And that has been another After Dark special. We talked about horror movies. We'll see and hear from you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Fuck X-Men Apocalypse. I almost said Destiny. Well, fuck that too. Fuck both of them. Goodbye.